everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Squared Triangle, our podcast where we talk about wrestling and only wrestling. Don't worry about what we're recording tomorrow. Don't ask about it. <laughs> it is um, not, it's not about wrestling. <laughs> it's absolutely not about wrestling, although you should watch it anyway. It's a surprise, people. <laughs> um, but we are, uh, it's towards the end of the year. And while we think World's End is going to shift things a little bit, uh, at least on the AEW side, uh, if the, and most of the people that are going to be on our spoilers, we're talking about lists again. Um, but most of most of our people are probably going to be on the AEW side. Um, yeah. But I will say that uh, and World's End will change a lot of that landscape. So to, I think we're just going to freeform it today. Talk about some of the wrestlers we thought showed out. Yeah, definitely. That was a the idea was to do another like top ten list, uh, and then I think it was on Friday. I was like, "Oh shit, I should make a list." <laughs> then got busy all weekend. Today I was like, "Oh fuck, we're recording today." <laughs> so yeah, I have. And, and the thing is, it's like um, you know, th- th- this was a long list of people that contributed this year. This so. was a crazy a year of wrestling. Week, yeah, this was crazy. So maybe a top ten list wouldn't have been enough yeah yeah uh and like like we keep saying like we keep saying over and over we've said this for like two years now wrestling is in a good place it's really hard to narrow it down to 10 people yeah because so, uh, many, so many more people are just contributing now is is insane yeah i mean it, 2023 was a great year for video games it's been a great year for wrestling across the board uh i mean mm-hmm. it's definitely brought out some of the worst in people but i mean if you're a wrestling fan who doesn't care about the internet wrestling culture, then you have multiple shows right now that you can watch and be enjoyed. Like, enjoy watching. It's wild. Unironically enjoying, like, just all the products right now. Like, you know, if you watch New Japan, if you have Fight Club, uh, and you watch Ring of Honor, if you have, um, what the hell is it called? The one for AEW that they have. Fight TV. Yeah. Um... Like, uh, if you have the WWE Network, or I guess Peacock now. Like, Hell, TNA is making a comeback starting in yeah. April, actually next month. Yeah. Well, and they, they got were, Okada they back. Now they, got, they got TNA back. And they got Okada back, and he said he hated TNA. So, I mean, they're doing something right. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this Famously. is, is going to be kind of a... There's an episode talking about who, do we, who we thought kind of just showed out this year, showing that they have star power, that they could be a future player in whatever promotion they go to, whatever promotion they stay in. And I, a lot of good like names on this off. list. Yeah. Uh, cause this is a list I had on my 2022 list. Cause I said, I said in 2022 and like very early this year when we made our list was like, this guy's going places and I'm going to start with Wheeler Yuta. Yes. Uh, Wheeler Yuta has been very fun to watch in a Blackpool Combat Club. I mean, he's usually the one taking the pin in a lot of their uh, like feud matches, but that is his role. He is the uh, the new guy, and he's learning a lot. He's definitely improved in the ring. He's, his character is hit or miss for some people, I get that, but he's definitely shown more confidence in terms of promos and stuff like that lately, too. His gimmick is that he's literally a young lion. Yeah. Go watch uh, New Japan, you'll see what I mean. Young line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's just the running gag for a few weeks of just Claudio beating him up before their match. <laughs> like, 
I beat up your boy. So what? I beat up my boy all the time. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, he's just one of those young guys in AEW that I think is going to stick around. And regardless of what you think about him or what, you know, anybody else thinks about him, he definitely is going to be at that upper mid card to top level. Uh, he's also currently the pure heavyweight champion again. Yes, mm-hmm. because uh, something came up with Shibata, probably visa issues, I think, and he had to go back to Japan. So they took the belt off of him, put it onto Wheeler, and we're probably going to get, I think, their third match against each other for that pure title. All three of their matches are bangers. Or all, yeah, like, their other two matches are bangers, so I'm not complaining about that. No, absolutely. Yeah, like, um, yeah, like Wheeler Yuta, uh, he's just been a fantastic talent. You know, um, he just continues to grow in more in all aspects of pro wrestling. I think this dude it will be a top level talent in another two or three years. Um, but yeah, like to start coming from where he started with the best friends up until now, mm-hmm. he's evolved a lot and I just can't wait to see more of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's def like AEW's like younger talents are definitely like starting to get their shine back. I think for a while after everything with CM Punk happened and all that and CM Punk going to WWE, there was a like very brief rallying for restore the feeling, I think is what mm-hmm. MJF said. And lately you've seen it. You've seen Abaddon back on TV. You've seen Daniel Garcia back in solo action. You've seen a lot of their original people that they brought in starting to get the limelight again. Riho's back. Orange Cass- Orange like, Cassidy is once again an international champion. Yeah. All right. He's pretty much the workhorse. R.I.P. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. He ain't dead. We just miss him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're bringing back a lot of that early talent from the first year or first year or two. And I mean, even, uh, what is it? Uh, Yuka Sakazaki. Oh, you uh, mean Riho? No, Yuka Sakazaki. The other oh, okay. one. Uh, she just had her graduation from uh, TJPW. So I'm thinking that she might be on the way back to AEW too. I think Tony Khan's like, all right, you know what? Bring the original deck of cards back. Like we need to get our guys back in and start doing this our way. Oh, Wardlow's back, by the way. Yeah, Wardlow's back fantastic. and he's been squashing War- people, fucking squashed Willie Mac, which I was kind of upset about, but they're definitely back to betraying him as I, he's pissed off and a threat. So yeah, and, and I'm angry and also going to fight people. And that's his gimmick. And it's kind of whatever to me. But I can't deny that they're making him look strong for something. He, I just think Warlord just needs to be built as a monster. You know, they should have been doing that from the beginning, though. They you need know? to. Uh, the thing is, they need to commit this time because every time yeah. he's gotten to a push and gotten to just there, they've stopped. The TNT belt came off of him. The feud with MJF was a squash match finish. It didn't really like have that just that satisfying payoff. It's always been stop start with Wardlow. I'm like, you have to just commit to it at this point. If he's one of the devil's henchmen attacking MJF, then you need to commit to that and keep it going. You know, mm-hmm. like he needs be to cool. be he needs to be a top player like in this promotion again. If it was if it's like Jungle Boy and Wardlow and like, you know, I think it's everybody, uh, everybody Gold and everyone who's ever hated MJF. <laughs> I think it's everybody that's ever hated MJF. They're just like tagging out. <laughs> Uh, I, I subscribe to that theory too. I like it. There's a what was it when MJF was attacked in the ring? Uh, somebody had like the screenshot of it. It's like obviously this is Matt Tavin and 
Mike Bennett. The Kingdom. And then Warmlow came out with his hair messed up like he just took the mask off. So I'm pretty sure it's the Kingdom and Warmlow that are uh, doing it. Because his whole thing being back is he's going for MJF. And I'm yeah. like, but I'm wondering, it's like, are they changing it out every show, though? Are they keeping the roster underneath the mask rotating so we don't know who it's it like, is? It's like the boys, where even Cody was one of the boys at one time. Yeah. What was it? It was uh, Cody oh, and Tanahashi as uh, Dalton Castle's boys in New Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's another guy. He's been in Ring of Honor, but Dalton Castle is earning his spot in Ring of Honor and AEW whenever he's on TV, the crowd loves him. It's wild that he's he's like a veteran, which makes sense because, you know, I've seen it. I saw him wrestle like the one time I saw Ring of Honor, which was back when Cody was still had black hair. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, it's he's he's achieved a veteran status in what feels like a snap of the fingers. But yeah. he's just been like, it's because we don't see him put in all the work, but he's been putting in all the work. I mean, he's been a sta- he's been a staple of Ring of Honor forever. As a matter of fact, I think he was Ring of Honor World Champion at one point. This was like maybe a few short years ago. Yeah, but, it was you a know, while back. Ca- a while back. But Dalton Castle is just he's just a talent, man. The he's old just school. Incredible. Like he's very old school. He, like he cuts a promo on his way to the ring. Like he's just like cutting a promo down the a- down the walkway, like to the ring just, with his boys. And then he grabs the camera and just like spins it around. <laughs> like this dude is amazing. Yeah. This dude's fun. He has a great character. He has the sidekicks with him, the boys that everybody loves. Like he just has. He's a total package. I think that if AEW wants to restore that feeling, you have to eventually move him out of Ring of Honor and into AEW proper. Yeah, I think the problem with moving him up is like, where do you put him? Because uh, he's kind of he's kind of got his niche as the veteran in Ring of Honor, uh, but the average audience outside of ROH doesn't know him. And yeah, you can introduce yeah. him, but it's going to take that time to get there again. It could easily be a year, maybe a year or two down the line after another reign or something, maybe going into the TNT Championship. Let's just keep mm-hmm. him on TV for the most part. Like keep him on a mid-level belt. Yeah, and uh, and also the best way to introduce um you know wrestlers like that the new audiences is video packages. So I mean that's I think true. AEW needs to invest a little more in the video packages to kind of introduce some of the uh, talent they have on the roster just to get the crowd to know them. You know, yeah. So you know you can establish them, have a so, reason to care for. Them. Yeah. So who do who do you have? You put together a list, X. So we talked about Wheeler Yuta and Dalton Castle. Who do you have as like one of your breakouts uh, for this? Or, like one of your top wrestlers for this year? Um, we are going to talk about surprisingly Jey Uso. I want to talk about him. Absolutely, for a main event so, Jey Uso. Let's go, yeah, man. Absolutely. I, you know, when they first broke the Usos up, I was a little concerned because yeah. I'm like, you go, you're going to end this bloodline. Well, you you were supposedly supposed to end this bloodline story at um SummerSlam or Tribal Combat. That didn't happen. They kind of continued it on, and they split the Usos up. So you got Jimmy on one brand, Jay on the other, and I think that's supposed to be set up for, you know, hopefully they'll set it up for WrestleMania. But mm-hmm. um, I was a little concerned because it's like, you've seen these guys forever as a tag team. How would they look separated? And as I, it turns out, <laughs> it turned out a lot better than I thought it would because Jay Uso just kind of caught on like wildfire. You know, I've actually been listening I've actually been huh? listening to uh, Jay Uso. Uh, I was wa- uh, he did a he did an interview with um, Inside the Ropes, um, 
I think it was Inside the Ropes, one of those one of those companies that interviews everybody. Um, and he he it's like it's he's talking about the creative process and he just praising everybody. Whenever it's bloodline stuff, it's them and Triple H and Paul Heyman, and that's it in the room. That's yeah. that's all that does that creative for that storyline. I want to add it, not just Jey Uso. I think we can put Jay and Jimmy in this category together because where jay is like one of the top baby faces you have jimmy who's owning his own role as like this cocky little shit whenever roman's not around like Like, they both have found good characters to portray jimmy has found a home run of a character i don't think he was supposed to be as funny as he was (laughs) you know but uh it just turned out really fantastic with jimmy he's just you know becoming like the you know the annoying cocky he's got know. the his he's got the small dog syndrome down to a t he, yeah. he does and i think breaking them up is going to lead to kind of a renaissance in both of their careers it's i say this every time we have a pay-per-view it is literally wild how over jay uso is with the crowd every time every time every time everyone's on their feet everyone's doing the same you know thing with them yeah um and that's even when the crowd's fucking dead. Like, one yeah. of the matches where, like, the crowd is absolutely dead, but then Jay hits the ring and that crowd comes to life. Like, yeah, I'll tell you, man. He caught on, like, wildfire. I mean, it, it was, like, instantaneous, you know. And I, I guess it's because of the charisma Jay has, you know, especially with him, him going up against the Judgment Day, him flirt with Ripley a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he, he did the Shawn Michaels thing. Funny. It's all the yeah. little interactions, I think, that mm. it's all the little interactions that we've gotten recently. A lot of people with Rhea Ripley, we've had like funny Seth moments. We've had funny Jay Uso moments. It's just everything going on within the bloodline. Just all people are just able to do these little things now that just adds so much character to all of them. But also, um, speaking of the Judgment Day, you know, shout out to Dominic Mysterio. He kind of has been the MVP of Raw this year. You yeah. know, I'm pretty sure some people would disagree, but it is an absolute workhorse. And I just wanted to put that out there. He's wrestling on three different shows, at least. Yeah. With a title. Uh, not with to a mention title. house shows. With a title. Not to mention house shows. Not to mention other appearances with, you know, Judgment Day or, you know, even even standing, you know, at ringside and, you know, being the distraction for matches or whatever the case may be. He is on three different brands, essentially. Uh, mostly on Raw, of course, but like he has an NXT title or had. Um, spoilers for uh, Deadline, whatever that pay per view was called. Uh, Deadline, yeah, Dragon Deadline. Lee, yeah, Dragon Lee having a hell of a rookie six months. <laughs> so well deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like the man showed out, got hired, continues to show out. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, just Dominic Mysterio has just been fantastic this year, and I hope the kid just continues to grow. He it's does. just oh God, on Dragon he's got, Lee. He's got a great character on Dragon he's Lee. Great. For a second, they with Rey Mysterio probably being so close to retirement, they needed a new Rey Mysterio, and it's this guy who's not his son. <laughs> like, <laughs> the thing is, they've been looking for that guy for years, though. But I think they have two potential of you know, you know, Mexican stars that could be as big as Rey Mysterio. Dragon, Dragon Lee is going to be Santos Escobar. Yeah, I think in terms of the face heel dynamic, Dragon Lee is going to be one of their top baby faces for fucking years, while Santos Escobar is going to own the heel role in probably what it will be a long term rivalry, even if they're not always feuding. Like that pay-per-view match, that was just like the introduction of Dragon Lee to the main audience. It's like 
again, we were saying, like, just give me five, ten more minutes of this. Like, yep. like they're going to have such great chemistry. I think so, too. I think, I think, uh, I think Dragon Lee, just in general, has... Yeah, everything. First off, yeah, he's got everything. He, he, the thing we all, like, I guess, I'm not going to say we all, the thing I didn't like about Sin Cara is that he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't even cut a promo in Spanish. <laughs> like, it's one thing if you can't cut a promo in English, it's not your first language, fine. He can't cut a promo in Spanish. On top and then, of it, uh, everybody's first image, well, the original Sin Cara, at least, everybody's botching first the, image Botching the trampoline. He was botching his spot, his radiators. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're in for some shit here. And then yeah. he leaves, goes back to CMLL, and it's apparently like one of their top stars like down there right now. It's yeah. wild. I but, wonder uh, what the disconnect is. I th- it's got to be the language barrier. I, it's got to be language barrier. It's probably got to be how WWE ran things. Like just That's the o- the overproduced matches, the freedom to not do a lot of stuff yourself. Yeah. Like you people can artists need to create stuff like with a little bit of more freedom, which I'm glad we're seeing more of now with Vince mm. out of the picture. And hopefully getting so far out of the picture that even Endeavor's like trying to get him fucking out. They classified him as like a stock risk or something a few months back. Remember that? <laughs> I think that might have been the plan the whole time. Yeah, just buy oh Vince God. out. Just buy Vince out. Like Endeavor oh, now owns w- Endeavor owns WWE and Triple H runs it like that's i think that's, that's the plan <laughs> like so i think that's a good this plan whole, this whole tko um merger is a slow burn for vince like they're trying to, they're trying to slowly like okay yeah we're just gonna you know just kind of edge you a little bit closer to the door here vince yeah just we love you but we kind of don't need you for this it, they're not throwing him under burn. they're not throwing him under the bus it's more of a gentle push in front of a minivan <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> it's uh, that isekai run into the run into the truck yeah uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think that's, like, it's a great list, like, so far, you know, Dragon Lee, uh, Dominic Mysterio, Wheeler Yuta. I, going back to NXT, after watching that Iron Survivor match, Trick Williams is going to be a fucking star. Oh, boy, my, that's like, my guy right there. Trick Williams and Carmelo, and Carmelo are going to be just two of the hottest acts in WWE. They're doing something really smart right now and introducing Carmelo Hayes to the ro- to the main roster by having tournament. him in the US tournament. Yes. Yes, he's in mm-hmm. the tournament that is for really fucking smart. for fucking Logan Paul's US title and I hate that fucking statement. <laughs> like I know he's probably going to retain. Of unless of course. But I'm just like god, there's so much money on Logan Paul, of course he's going to retain this. Like yeah, it's going to be a great match. It's going to be but a great match, and I'm going to hate it, but we're going to praise it. I'm going to hate it, yep. but we're going to praise it. <laughs> yep. So, um, but, but going back to Trick and Carmelo, though, I mean, those guys are just got, they got charisma out the ass, man. They're yeah. probably the only two, they're two of the reasons I tuned into NXT on Tuesdays. Him and Braun Breaker, but you know, them and Braun Breaker, you know, because I, I like, you know, I like how Braun Breaker is now as a heel. You I know, mean, he's just kind of more like his Uncle Scott. Yeah, you I know, mean, and, when uh, just, you think about NXT, and it's like, who are you focusing on in NXT? And it's Carmelo and Trick. It's not Dragonoff. It's not Braun Breaker. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was going to be Wesley, Carmelo and then he got injured. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Trick's they're building be the breakout star next year, and they're also building yep. this story of did Melo attack Trick? Like to get him out of the tournament to, or to get him out of the spot that Melo then filled, because yeah. at the match at Deadline. 
it turns out Lexus King was just a troll. He's like, yeah, I didn't attack trick. I just wanted to get you angry. So you take me on out of PLE. Like, he's like, thanks for getting me this uh, premium live event spot. I didn't attack trick. Like, he's a troll and it's hilarious. But yeah. it's just like, it's building a thing. It's like, did Mellow attack trick? Like, out of all of this, like, is this a slow burn feud that's going to eventually be like a big reveal and we're going to have these two just go at it? It's going to be some dude from the main roster watch. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to randomly be like, I don't know, Santos Escobar with a crowbar. Yeah, or maybe who hasn't been around. They just want us to think that it's uh Carmelo, but I think it's somebody else. I just don't know who though. Fuck, who you could it, who could it be? Who could it possibly who... be other than it's Carmelo? It's Noam Dar making a return. <laughs> Holy shit, Velveteen Dreams back! <laughs> like, uh, keep, keep him away, keep him away. <laughs> Comes in, just gets squashed. <laughs> like, get him back out of here. God, that is the biggest what if in wrestling, isn't it? What if, Vel- what if Velveteen sack of shit? What if Velveteen Dream wasn't a sack of shit? That man had everything going for him. It is that unfortunate. Dude that dude was dripping with star power, and this whole thing that came out with, oh, on him was God. just unfortunate. I'm like, well, you could have had I you could have had literally everything. I kind of want to peer into the other universe where you weren't a piece of shit and see like where yeah. you are in the future because I'm pretty yeah. sure like you're just one of the top fucking mid like in between guys. You're not face, you're not heel, you're just you. But you had to go and fuck it up. So yeah. I, I, I guarantee you I probably would have had Velveteen Dream winning an intercontinental title or two. Oh definitely. Yeah. Like For he sure. has he had the work rate. To be an yeah. icy title thing, he had the character too. So it's but, like, yeah. while we're talking about um, stars, when we're talking about the WWE side, uh, why not bring up Gunther? Because oh, all of Imperium, like all of Imperium, every last one of them, specifically Gunther. Gunther is owning like he he's top of the company for he's yeah. he's going to be at the top of that company until he either leaves or retires. Like mm-hmm. he just he has solidified himself as one of their stars yeah and also sure. i'm really i'm really digging his old uppity ass you're not um all of you are beneath me mentality towards the maze he's you proved know, it and everybody what? else yeah what else is he gonna I, I say digging that mentality right now i was like this is perfect for him what else is he gonna say a worthy foe he can't lie like that no yeah gunther is never going to lie to you he's gonna tell you straight to his face that he thinks you're dog shit and he will prove it in the ring minutes. You are beneath me until you prove that you aren't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just going to make it more satisfying if Gable is the one to take the belt off of him. Because we know that Gable has that in him. Mm-hmm. I just want WWE oh, yeah. to fucking recognize it. <laughs> like, we well, want, he is getting back into more singles competition, so that would be, be good to see. We want Gable to have something in this company. Like, yeah. The man has worked his ass off for this company, and he deserves this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gunther is what a year, dude. I mean, thinking about it, that triple threat with Sheamus and Drew was this year. The that whole just started the year. The whole feud with Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes was this year. I think I'm just mm-hmm. like, God, what a fucking year for Gunther, man. Like, he's had some stellar matches. He's had some classics this year. You know, Absolutely. so I think this is probably his best year in pro wrestling so far. Just the one versus the Miz alone, the one, the triple threat at WrestleMania we we're talking about. Just everything mm-hmm. for Sheamus. Like mm-hmm. that was one of them. Yeah, same as Drew uh yeah, same as Gunther and um Drew McIntyre. That was one of my that was on my top five this year. 
Mm. You know, yeah. for the record, that was going to be in my top ten of matches, for sure. Uh, let's move. Uh, another one that I want to throw out there, getting out of the WWE side of things, going into AEW. I mean, is this WWE dropped the ball with Swerve? Right. Oh, absolutely. Like they most definitely. Like 100%. Triple H. Triple H is in at his desk, like. <laughs> like if, if, it's, if, if, waited, if we had just waited like one or two more years, I would have kept smart. Yeah, how's hit, how's hit row going for your trips? <laughs> like, it's clear. Uh, like tri- hit row only worked because of Swerve. Yeah, like, it really did. Like let's 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 talk about that for a second because, like. What, and then they brought those guys back earlier this year, and it was they're just, me, a job, it just felt dead on arrival. They're the jobber tag team now. Like they're they the are. dark match tag team. They lost. Know. They lost in a handicap match to LA Knight. Yes. Yeah. So they were pretty. So I think one of them got released. And I don't know what the other one is. And then now they got like B Fab with Bobby Lashley and his crew and the Street Profits. Um, this was just, yeah, it, it just does not work without Swerve. Swerve is just one amazing talent, and he has put on stellar matches this year, okay? And uh, and obviously, you know, we covered uh, we covered this during the, um, what was it, Full Gear pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Texas Chainsaw, this, that was the match of the year. Texas he, Chainsaw. He had it with Paige. There was a Texas Chainsaw. They can't say Texas Chainsaw. It was a Texas Death match. No, there was a Texas Chainsaw match, though. Don't forget, Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy did have a Texas Chainsaw. I know. Sponsored match. Oh my god. And it was dumb. The Texas, yeah. so stupid. The Texas Death match. That Death match was one of the best matches. Um, This was the best match of the year. And, uh, you know, people were criticizing them for their blood spot. But, uh, you gotta understand that that kind of added some context to the hatred that these two had between yeah. each other. You know, I was, and, I mean, nasty as, I was nasty as fuck. I'll give you we, that. We okay. had a tease too, like, because I think Swerve was uh, talking, cutting his promo about this tournament, like, back in Hangman Page confronted him again. And I was like, just give me this. Like, make this, don't have him always feuding, but get make this, like, the rivalry in AEW. They don't always have to be wrestling, but when these two get together, just let them go at it. Like, and Maybe now we cook. And uh, what this week or uh, winter is coming. We are getting Moxley versus Swerve as part of the tournament, and I'm like, I can't wait. Like that's gonna be a really good match. Yeah, I cannot wait for that. Uh, Swerve is on another level. Like given he, I'd say as soon as MJF started to drop the title, God, I hope it's soon. Um, I I want to see Swerve in that picture. I feel yeah. like they dropped the ball not putting the intercontinent, the international title on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they got plenty of time to rectify that because I mean, after um, Cat Orange's I match mean, with Mox, the guy's thirty three. He's thirty three yeah. years old. Oh, like, nothing. I mean, no, he has time. Like, yeah, okay. I was like, I was like, where are you going with that, Sharky? No, it's like he is thirty three years old. This man has time. To prove that he is an asset to any promotion that he is in, which is why I have a feeling that he, it might end up having him win the Continental Classic. I think and so. That would be a great thing if they did, because Swerve would absolutely deserve to be an American Modern Triple Crown Champion. You know, because he has earned that spot this whole year. I think mm-hmm. from where he was at the start of this year to now, I think putting the him winning the Continental Classic would set the bar. For that uh, triple crown title itself, has he wrestled in New Japan? 
Uh, yes, he. I was looking yeah, at his yeah, uh, page here. Okay. Uh, because it'd be it'd be really fucked up if they if they had him win it. And he's never even been in New Japan yet. No, it was he wins uh, the titles. It was last year, uh, twenty twenty two. He answered the open uh, challenge to Jay White and lost. Okay. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he beat Jay See, White. In the the thing is, class. because this becomes a continental title with Ring of Honor and New Japan. I feel like it's going to go on to Moxley. He is kind of like the bridge between the two companies in a way. I think, uh, I think, but it could be Danielson. Of, I think it's going to be Kingston. I think Kingston's going to win it. The, I think the, from where he is right now, they're going to do a comeback story. The the underdog story that Kingston yeah. can play yeah. so he well. Just barely beat, uh, he just barely beat uh, Claudio. The Claudio other day. did the job for him. After yeah. all these years, like Claudio did the job for Kingston. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was that there was that close to just tying, which I, I mean, think I think they brought up top, they brought up ties and they have yet to use them. I think it's kind of shitty. Yeah, uh, I think that might have sold it too. It's like I'm going to put my belts on the line for this. And I think with how if they're starting to book like the classic AEW, the fans love Kingston mm-hmm. and we love an underdog story. And I think Kingston is always going to be over with the fans so like giving him this like comeback story and these big wins over everybody is just gonna be hype like hype as fuck yeah because yeah. King- kingston is like he's basically you know he is for the people man like he is everybody embraces him like he's one of their own so uh yeah i, I could see him winning the tournament too you know, he's um, genuinely the voice of the voiceless. That that was something yeah. CM Punk said it, that he was, but that that's genuinely Eddie Kingston. What is the other thing? It's just like uh, Eddie Kingston has not been told that wrestling is scripted, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, and I think he's just real for that. Like you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So looking at everything, I think the Gold League is close to a finish because. Wait, they're going to be wrestling everybody, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everybody so... has to wrestle each other at least once. Um, now yeah, I think so... the winners of each each league are they're gonna um they have the finals at World's End. So we got about another two weeks before this tournament ends. Do you think there is going to get to a point where it comes down to who is going to win between Kingston and Brody King, and to show how like resilient Eddie can be? Yeah. If they Did do they that, not have that match? Amazing. No, I think Kingston... Uh... Who, did, who did Brody beat? Let me see. I know he beat uh, Claudio first. It might have been Claudio I'm thinking of. Uh... I could have sworn... No, I I, sworn he, did, he... He, did beat, he did beat Kingston. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I could have sworn he beat him. Because that, that was a Hoss match. Yeah, yeah. so I think actually, I don't know, like looking at these, because they're all going to wrestle everybody, and then the two sides are going to wrestle, right? Like the yeah. two top. Yeah, I'm just uh, like, the winner of each block is going to, um, they're going to wrestle at World's End for the uh, the Triple Crown title. Do we get Moxley versus King, or do we get Strickland versus King as like these last two? Because the way that they've been booking Brody is he's just on Warpath. Like... I don't see Brody suddenly losing like two or three matches out of this. 
I think. Oh man, that's good. That's a good question. I mean, Moxley and King could be it because they have been teasing a feud with House of Black and Blackpool for a while. That would be brutal as hell if it was Moxley and, I mean, and King, dude. You you can also build it into you know he destroyed Claudio in their match, so yeah. it's Moxley could be like, okay, you want to fuck with us? And if he continues going through, he'll go through Danielson, like who lost to Andrade recently. Who did lose to Andrade, which makes me think that Andrade's sticking around. <laughs> like, because there's other things like, oh, he's going back to WWE, and I'm like, no, I think they trust him enough to stay that they're going to put him over Danielson. <laughs> like, I mean, going over a vet doesn't really tell me anything, though. But it's so funny. It's like, does Brian Danielson know he has to wrestle Okada in 26 days? Has anybody reminded yeah. him about that? I, I, don't, I don't think he cares. Danielson just loves his business. I mean, I don't think he cares. He'll he'll fight any goddamn body right now. I mean, he's an absolute workhorse himself. I think he. I think it's you know everyone's everyone was like, oh, why is Danielson fighting while he's hurt? I'm like, guys, it's a work. They're they're yeah. working you. You're being worked right now. Yeah, his eye still looks uh like his eye looks fucking rough though. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so, I mean, this Continental Classic is a good mix of rookie and veteran. And the rookies are kind of taking losses, but we're seeing Daniel Garcia get back to his uh, old way after, mm -hmm. you know, the, everything with the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, he has a, he had his old uh, ring gear on recently. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, before, I move, before we move into, I think, talking maybe about some of the uh, women wrestlers, how do we feel about Takeshita right now? Because this man started the year hot with like clean wins over Omega, but now he's like playing second fiddle to Callus. I'm don't... okay with it. It's it's getting him on TV more often. Yeah. And I'm it's fine this, as long as they build him up. Yeah, it's this faction with these other younger guys. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Guevara, him, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Kyle Fletcher, which it gives Kyle Fletcher something to do while Mark Davis is injured. Uh, but I'm just like, man, this guy has two clean wins over Omega, and then has like been on in great matches. I think last year with people like uh, Moxley and Danielson, but he just has kind of just like slowed, I guess, on everything. He's now just existing in this Callus family, I guess, until. Whatever goes on with Omega and Jericho finally comes to an end. Also, yeah, he had a match, I think, with um, Jericho. I think it was in DDT or something. D uh, yes, they were in DDT. Japan briefly. But uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't hear too much about that. But I think so, he um... lost to Jericho also in that match. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, because I, 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 I didn't follow up on that, so I, I, didn't, I wouldn't know. Yeah. There was a lot but, of... I, I still have him, like, highly regarded on my end, because I... It, Anytime you ask him to have a match, he's gonna have a great match. Yeah, to catch whether they amazing. do like the like, whether they do like a street fight or you know any any like random stipulation match, he's gonna show up. Or if if they need him to like wrestle, wrestle, he'll show up too. Yeah, like he's yeah. he's multi talented. I just want him to wrestle more. <laughs> I just want him more. I know, and, and you'll <laughs> see him more. And I'm, I'm most likely you'll see him more next year. I see it's just right now. I just think he's you know. He is where he is because I know they're just trying to build him a little bit more. And this tournament's so, kind of taken a lot of the focus right now uh, yeah. on the shows. Uh, like, 
because most of it's just been the tournament and then like the stuff going on with MJF and then like some other, you know, side stories that they got going on. So yeah, once this tournament clears up, you'll start seeing more Takeshita again and they'll just think, start, you know, continuing. It's I think a, we're going to see rolling it. I think we're going to see a way different world title picture next year. We will. Whether or not MJF, so. whether or not MJF retains or Joe takes it off, I think you're going to have a lot of people with the reputation in AEW to say, "Hey, I am in line for this title shot now." Between Swerve and Takeshita, depending on how their their feuds go, to just you know anybody really right now, Brody King looks strong, like. You have a whole lineup of new people that could start going for this title. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they got, they, they got plenty of bodies for this uh, main event scene next year. Absolutely. It's just, it's just how they're going to pan them out is the question. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to uh, talking about some of the female wrestlers. Sure. Uh, I think out of non-veterans or people who haven't had a lot of experience, I think this year belongs to Julia Hart. Yeah, absolutely. Like, she yeah. has t- every opportunity she has been given, she has eaten that shit up. And now she's getting into a feud or a recruitment of Abaddon, and I'm curious to see where that goes. <laughs> like, yeah, that's probably going to be wild as hell. That segment they had on, what was it, Rampage? Where... She put the title down, Abaddon picked it up, and then disappeared with the title. That was that was really good. I'm like... After, oh. after Abaddon had just finished wrestling. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Abaddon's back. You're bringing back that feeling, TK. <laughs> like, you're bringing back that AEW flavor. And she looks in great shape, too. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, really, she, uh, yeah. I'm really happy about yeah. Abaddon's uh, yeah, she, like, she, care she, for she herself. Been on, yeah, I've been following her on Instagram a bit. Yeah, she's been going through an incredible uh, transformation. Like yeah. she dropped like I don't know like sixty seventy pounds and she looks fantastic. Yeah, you know. So um, I, I'm just curious to see where that goes. But uh, Julia Hart, she has just been and she has kind of been a diamond in the rough this year. You know, she kind of again. I didn't put her on my list last year because I just kind of needed to see more of what yeah. they were going to do with her. I think last year, from summer to the end of the year, was the build up to her joining House of Black. Yeah, and yeah. Then There's still it really was it, it, it was, the character was them joining, but she hadn't wrestled for them yet. Yeah, like, and it, and I, I kind of needed to see uh, what how you know what they were going to do with her this year mm-hmm. to see if they just kind of built on that or not. And I think they did. They and, did a fantastic job with her. Yeah, and her and Sky Blue, I think both of them deserve their props for this year. Uh, Sky Blue seems to be moved out of the story a little bit right now, but she's kept her like new persona going. Yeah, and they put her into a match against Tony Storm, which is world champion. So you know, they're they obviously think highly of her. So, speaking of Tony Storm, let's talk about her next because the God, reinvention, Tony fucking Storm, the reinvention. I want to be, I want to be in that room where they're talking a Tony Storm's character, and they're saying, "What if Hollywood Starlet?" And she's like. You know what? I have blonde hair. I can make that work. Yeah, it's just like I can imagine it's like, okay, so you've been kicked out of this group of like punk girls. So what's going on? It's like, how about a mental break? And I think I'm a black and white film actress. And somebody in that room was like, we can do that. 
<laughs> like we have the filters on the camera we oh, can so we can want, do all that oh, you, you want to be a disgraced 1950s actress yeah sure let's do, let's see how this works she got let's... look out for the shoe over like yep. <laughs> like it is so hard to do that just a statement yeah. like that the only low point i think for the year was like the obvious like this thing is falling out of her pants when she tries to go for the hip attack at the last pay-per-view uh, yeah well that was like kind of like the lowest point but that's still just like a thing that's not even like character work and i think that, the addition the addition of luther has only works the addition of luther has just amplified it because he's like helping her in matches he's like has her on her shoulder his shoulders and everything and it's like the whole package is just they struck money it's, it's so good really good it's, tony storm struck gold with this gimmick and it just it, be, and sometimes it just has me fucking hysterical you know, watching her just act like a complete psychopath. Yeah. You know, Starlet. It, it's amazing. It's really good. Uh, yeah, this has been a wonderful year uh, for AEW's like women division. Uh, I think we cannot take away though from WWE side of it, where EO Sky has just been just on top of the world right now. Yeah, I think I still think WWE's women's division is better. Um, mostly because they get way more screen time than AEW's. Um, that's not even a meme anymore. They just like at this point, the promo time that any one woman has gotten in AEW versus the promo time that they've gotten in WWE, it's like there's no comparison because it just it it doesn't work that way. Um, yeah, I think and somebody I've seen, I've seen the angry tweets from I think I've seen the angry tweets from um you know some of the wrestlers about it. Yeah, I think somebody posted the uh, the time for female wrestling on all of the shows. And even at like the top of the fucking chart, it was still under 20 minutes. And I'm like, we need to just do better. There are so many good women this year. Like, you just have to give them more time. You, you gotta get, yeah, you gotta give them a good 25, 30 minutes. I think you it was like I mean? Raw gave them like 17 minutes this week, but then it was like Dynamite and Rampage was like 14 and 12 minutes. And I'm like, they also have a tournament going on. But so like, what's Raw's excuse? Like, Not to like make yeah. it one thing or another, but I'm like, we can understand less screen time on one promotion because they have a whole event going. But why is just Raw with three hours not giving them at least a half an hour on the show? Yeah, and, and a lot of and, and a lot of it, you know, at least in the last few months, with Raw, with Raw and SmackDown, it's just been a focus on damage control on SmackDown side, and then Rhea Ripley on Raw side. Yeah, you know, whatever she's doing, and then whatever damage control is doing, and everything else just kind of got lost in the mix. I mean, granted, they they did start to do something with the tag team titles with uh, Chelsea Green and, and Piper Niven, which they've been they've been really entertaining, but. Yeah. I just think they need to do more of that. Just, just kind of integrate some of the other women that are in the company because, you know, some of these people, everybody's like, oh, well, shit, I, I kind of forgot about her. Yeah. I didn't even know she was still there. Well, also, this Alexa is Bliss is off being, uh, being a mother right now, so yeah. that'll be a little Obviously. longer. It's just... I mean, I'm not, not, not even talking about them. I'm just talking about the ones that are, on, that are still, you know, around right now. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, the only woman who is getting a lot of screen time aside from Rhea and her feuds and damage control and the face team of Charlotte and Becky and Shotzi and Bianca is Maxine Dup- injured and Max is Maxine Dupree. Like she's yeah. been kind of carving out her spot in Alpha Academy. 
And you just named like six women, though. How yeah. many can you name in AEW? AEW? We got Julia Hart. We got Sky Blue. We got Willow Nightingale, who's on Ring of Honor. We got Mercedes Martinez. Uh-huh. Uh, we got Diamante, who I'm uh-huh. impressed is just there jobbing. Uh, yeah, Sor- Sor- Soraya, Athena. We have Ruby Soho. Like, yeah. they have it. I mean, there are some that we forgot, like, you know, Tay Conti is out being pregnant. And then we got Tay Anna Jay. Yeah. Anna Jay is just kind of floundering. I guess she's just there. She's just going to be there. there. With the fat ass. She's just going to be there because I'm actually, I can't even say like she's just there because of Jungle Boy, because Jungle Boy is not there anymore here right now. <laughs> so, well, not there for the moment, but she's just there, you know. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to like WWE, I know like Piper Niven's there and I know that Sonya Deville still works for the company. <laughs> Uh, I think she does backstage stuff now? She does backstage stuff, I believe. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can still have Natalia. We have Nia Jax back. Like, Natalia still has the Guinness Book of World Records for the is, most amount of most matches. Is Tamina still hired? Like, <laughs> Probably. Oh, shit. I forgot. She I don't know. She's still <laughs> like, but it's like most of the time, it's like, here's damage control, which I didn't even name any of damage control, but, you know, damage That's control is just four, a unit. That's another like four women, yeah. And it's just like, Okay, well, these eight are just always doing stuff. But then you have Maxine, who's just kind of there, and she's great in her position, too. Deadlifting um, Tozawa. Yeah, deadlifting Tozawa. I'm so happy that WWE still has Tozawa as a comedic relief, but now we have R-Truth back, who's, like, causing shit with Judgment Day. Like... That promo where he was, like, trying to get the TV working was so good. Did you see during the interview with Jay Uso for I think one of the things Jay starts doing his like hand thing and then the camera pans uh, to a guy like far back in like a food court just doing the same thing and he's like is that our truth? <laughs> like, yes. Like, so that was our, so good. Our truth is just like on the other side of the building just doing the same hand motions and I'm like <laughs> protect uh, all truth man at all costs. The man yeah, doesn't have to wrestle just have him there. And I appreciate every minute of him. Like, he's so oh, great. The national treasure. I'm so happy he's back, man. Yeah. But I mean, like, there are so many people that, like, we can talk about for just probably one of the best years of wrestling we've had in a long time. Not saying, like, it's one of the best, but in the last, like, 20 years, it's probably one of the better years of wrestling we've got. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been a long time since we had a year this good, man. Like this yeah. is starting to remind me of the old 2016. Um, this might be old 2016 year of wrestling where everything was just hitting at the right Smackdown time. Smackdown six. Yeah. Yeah. Smackdown. Yeah. Smackdown six. You had what 26, like 2014 to 2016 was like the heyday of the Shield. You know, yeah. it's just like wrestling was on fire during that time, and then it just kind of went back to. It's got. It's got. Then they put the WWE Championship on Jinder Mahal and it just rolled down. Hey, oh yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> And then for like yeah. a year, WWE was I like, was what the fuck so, are we watching? I was so excited for that. And he even got a win on Randy Orton. Yeah. yeah. And, Which, and then it went nowhere. So what gets me is people are like, you can't talk like wrestling's been bad for a while. And they're like, the first year of SmackDown on Fox was awful. Like, it was. They're was- not renewing that. Is they're not right now because of how bad that year was. It, yeah. They covered Roman Reigns in dog food the first year of that show. <laughs> like Kobe Kingston lost in 30 seconds on the first on the first episode of that show. Yes. 
It is uh, a fucking travesty. You guys are bringing up some really bad memories. I've yeah, via <laughs> alcohol. I mean, because God, that was terrible. Yeah, 2019 SmackDown was just the pandemic. Pandemic era was an interesting oh, time man. for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it also led to some awful calls. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean. I can only imagine what's going on in Ring of Honor. I don't pay for uh, Honor Club or whatever it's called uh, to watch the shows. But I saw that final battle is about to happen and we're getting Blackpool Combat Club versus FTR and Mark Briscoe. And I'm like, what led to that? Like, I don't know. And then it was like, here, here was I'm a clip. It's like, here was a clip of Tony Nice and Ethan Page like having a contract signing because apparently they've had like month long like months of feuding that's gotten to the point where they just fight each other on site now and i'm like what is going on in ring of honor <laughs> like it's just like you check it's, in on a thing you haven't watched in a while and you're like why does this sound like it's been a lot of drama it's the, <laughs> it's a community it's a community meme where you're just walking with the pizza yeah yeah and it's just like okay now we have chris statlander showing up in ring of honor to save willow nightingale and did they just stop trying to make willow nightingale evil with the corruption, like she's just dropped that entirely and just gone back to Willow Nightingale. Well, they can't do both Willow and Sky Blue. Someone has to be able to resist it. Yeah, she's too good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she but, rolled the appropriate uh, uh, will save for that one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I mean, fantastic year, and we've had great showings from just other younger guys too. Like Action Andretti, I think was this year his win over Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, we okay, have he had, he had top flights back together. Hopefully, a little more safe moving forward now. Yeah, let's not do any more um, destroyers through tables. You have all these young guys in NXT uh, that have years ahead of them that are already showing promise. Like, we have a great few years ahead of us with these rosters, and I'm very excited. <laughs> you know, and from, and from where NXT was like two years ago and like early last year until now. God, what an improvement. I mean, they're almost back. They really is. They're almost back to the old, you know, black and gold feeling of that show. You know, where they just had excellent storylines and great pay-per-views. Because Vince has gone and Vince has gone and HBK is like, okay, guys. I'm pulling the walk out. I'm going to create a new stipulation that's a banger and we're going to just go forward with this momentum. (laughs) Because the finish to that match, the finish to the Iron Survivor match sold me on trick williams he had the timing they had the energy just that comeback to get three pins to win it in the last like 40 seconds it's really nuts. it's really interesting that he managed to do that when that's how broad breaker started was he got three pins in like 20 seconds and the last person he pinned was Braun breaker yeah, like, he just tied it that was cool that was very good storytelling and i was like yeah the thing is you have to make this work because you're working literally with a countdown somebody's not in position somebody fucks up everything's off yeah and it doesn't work like so did it perfectly man all of them did it perfectly uh dijack dijack breaker trick tyler Bate. like they all work together they did it perfectly also, can we get Tyler Bate on the main roster finally? The man's I, been I in NXT. I think it's happening pretty soon. The man's been in NXT for seven years. <laughs> like, well, yeah. They were like, uh, so how long has Tyler Bate been in NXT? Uh, Drew was TNA or Impact's champion at the time when he was hired. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, it's, time, it's time for Tyler Bate to get up out of there. 
it, but maybe, it's another uh, question of like where are they gonna put him though maybe uh no. well based on how pretty deadly he's been fucking with butch i think we could get a uh bruiser wade and tyler bait like team up those two mm-hmm, put yeah. on fucking bangers of matches years ago too Yes, like, they, they were the first NXT UK Championship match as far I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yes, it was in the finals. Yeah, they, also, they were. Also, finally looking at uh, Dragon Off matches, is this man's finisher just literally a falling elbow to your face? Yes. Yes. So I'm like, okay, so you just this man's like, I'm not even gonna do a flashy move. I'm just gonna knock you the fuck out to pin you. That was like a flying headbutt, though. Somewhat. It's like he goes up and he like hits him with his elbow going down. But I was watching a clip where like he hit somebody and then he got up and he did it two more times just to say fuck you to this guy. Yeah. And I was like, that seems like a very effective finisher, actually, just dropping an elbow on somebody's face. That's why it works. And, that, and then there's a uh, thank you. So it's other finishers. Uh, yeah, that flying headbutt torpedo Moscow where he just yeah. runs and headbutts the shit out of you. So, <laughs> yeah, some two pretty brutal finishers. I, that's like a, that. I think that's what Ishii does too, right? Like, mm-hmm. Tomohiro will just like run up and then just like flying headbutt you from like a standing position. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, these rosters are great. And eventually we're going to see more veterans, you know, probably flip flop between a bunch of promotions. But I think all these younger guys are going to be treated right and stay with their company. Oh, I'm interested in 2024, man, because like I said, there's going to be a lot of roster swapping next year. You know, contracts are about to come up. So uh, everyone keeps saying MJFs is up, but I, I think he quietly signed with. T- oh, no, uh, I, I fully believe he is going to stay with AEW as long as he continues yeah, to be. He's going I, I think he's, he's already signed with them is, is what it is. I think he is out of everybody right now. He is the closest thing to the top the top act right now. And I don't think he's going to give that up. Yeah, he's mm. not going anywhere. I don't think he is. No, I don't think so either. I do um, think he uh, is going to lose, though, at World's End. That's my prediction here. I think the Devils I are going to get so. involved. Joe's going to get an actual title reign for our company. Like, I think he never got in WWE. <laughs> yeah. So. He also had the smartest, like, start to a Brock Lesnar match that no one else ever did after him. Uh, which disappoints me um, because uh, he went up against Lesnar and the first thing he did was beat the shit out of Lesnar before the bell rang. Yeah. Um, which is something that no one else did. Uh, and and he almost got it then, but it, it wasn't. In, I, 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 I believe that he was going to take it then and he didn't. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about that. That's fucking what, three weeks from now. So, yeah, that's three weeks from now. Uh, that'll be our uh, probably our New Year's recording session, maybe. Right. Uh, but yeah, but I think that'll be the last one for this year, give or take. World's end. Yeah. Uh, that'll be the last thing for this year, and then whatever comes in January. January's Royal Rumble. January's Royal Rumble. Late Fantastic. January. Royal Rumble. Fantastic. That is one of my favorite events, though. Like I love the Royal Rumble. It's- so it's another. It's another pay per view where timing is so important, or another a match stipulation where t- timing is so important, and you have to make sure you're in the right place at the right time, or you fuck up and you do like, uh, was it Shawn Michaels that one year where he went over too early? I think and he's like trying to. He's trying to motion Stone Cold like I went over. I went over already. 
somebody's like you got cm punk and cody both trying to finish their own stories now and i'm like oh god they're going to do the john cena batista double thing aren't they triple h is going to come out and rip a quad again (laughs) i was like they're both going to go they're both going to go over and it's going to lead to some weird bullshit isn't it like i would love to see that triple threat as long as roman doesn't win i i would love to see cody the thing is like if they do the triple threat then you know they're going to be like roman's not going to take the pin punk's going to take the pin and it's just like yeah why not just keep roman looking strong despite the fact he won't be around here much anymore yeah so it's going to be interesting i think he's i think he's earned a break at least i think cm punk has thrown a big wrench into a lot of stuff that we assumed would happen so now it's just going to be interesting to see how they navigate this because if i was cody i'd start sweating about when i'm going to finish my story (laughs) ultimately i think cody's going to be fine i think it's still going to be cody versus roman because everything in me just see everything that i've seen on tv lately and everything that i'm that's just in me seems to think that they are going to build towards cody and seth at wrestlemania you want to know the most cursed thing i want the curse the most cursed thing that i saw is Cody's finally going to get the win over Roman? He's going to have to build for thirty seconds before Damian Priest casters in. <laughs> yeah. I, I unironically love that. And they're going to be like, "Well, it's in your contract that we would give you the title. We gave you the title. Now we're taking it away." So I, I would actually that would actually <laughs> be, be so hilarious. screwed up if they did that. The fan base would go rabid. Twitter would go rabid. Damian Priest as Damian Priest as undisputed world champion though I fuck with. Yeah, like, <laughs> I fuck with that. Like, he so had, that's like, another. Uh, that's another guy we didn't even mention. Like that's just how many uh, good people were this year. This has been a hell of a year for Damian Priest. Like, yeah. He had what was, was the match with Bad Bunny this year? Yes. Yeah, that was backlash. Yeah, God, that was backlash. Yeah. yeah. That was backlash. That was the same event where Io Sky won the title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's, like it's been wild. So yeah, I can see it now. Pins Roman, the crowd's going fucking nuts. This theme song's going up, everything's going in. Judgment Day music hits. Cody took a took a beating during the match by the other bloodline members. Can't fight off Damian Priest loses the title 30 seconds after getting it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. this don't I fully believe this because this sounds exactly like something Triple H would do to a guy who started a company specifically to say, fuck you. Yeah, because <laughs> like, he never forgot about Cody smashing the damn throne yeah, with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be <laughs> exact <laughs> reason. <laughs> that is the exact reason. It's like, you you smash my throne trying to be top dog against me? Well, man, I planned this shit. So, <laughs> I like this guy. I like this guy more than you. So, yeah. oh, and I, I, Triple H guy too, you know. It's so. either that or Punk yeah. wins the title from Seth and only has it for thirty seconds before Damian Priest cashes in and becomes either world heavyweight champion. Either way, I think if I had to predict, Damian Priest is walking out of WrestleMania with a cash in and a title. Yeah, yeah. Like it's I Triple H decides who he wants to fuck over more. Yes. <laughs> do I want to fuck I, over Punk? Or do I want to fuck with, we given him a target-rich environment. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a target-rich environment for Triple H right now, and I cannot wait to see what happens. It's an embarrassment of riches for Triple H. So I was like, I would, I, I cannot. It's one of the few times I'm gonna actively open Twitter just to watch the fanboy rage. 
Oh, it's gonna be so good. Yeah, uh, well, I can't, but, you know, I can't wait now, guys. I can't wait for how these scenes. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think this. I think what's up? Except especially if it's CM Punk. Oh, Twitter will fucking explode, and I'm gonna love it. If it's true that they yeah. have a behavior clause, like they're just gonna continue to fuck over Punk, I can just feel it. Like the promos yeah. that he has cut since he's come back have felt so half-hearted. Mm-hmm. Like, I tried to listen to the one on SmackDown. It was yeah, it was whatever. And then um, the one he cut in NXT was Shawn Michaels. I'm like, God, he sounds so fucking fake right now. Like it's so funny. It doesn't sound like him at all. I think he's just I, mad I that to, he had to come back. <laughs> like, I want to believe that he's doing a thing where he's like, "Oh, this is very obviously scripted promos," and then he comes back and drops another pipe bomb, <laughs> and it's like, and he's just like. Now that, we, now that we've gone through all that shit over the first couple of weeks, now that my contract's locked in for a little bit, I can say what I really think. Yeah, but uh, I think making this episode more of just like who we th- who we thought had a good year uh, was better than us doing our three lists of top tens like we did last year. Yeah, that kind of uh, got to be a bit much. Yeah, it took a lot of recording time. It took a lot of us like thinking uh, and kind of making a list of stuff, but. I think this has been a great year just for certain performers in general. Like you have everybody really shining at points, but some people just stood out and I it shows. I think that's the thing about it too, right? It's like, it's like we were saying, we can't pinpoint 10, 20, 30 no, wrestlers. Like, Cause there's just so many, so many in promotions. I don't even watch that are yeah, having they, good, great breakout moments. I mean, yeah. Like, you, Everything with like you have Will Ospreay who we didn't even talk about who had a fantastic series of matches this year. You have FTR who's throwing on banger after banger. Like wrestling is at a good point right now because there's so much competition to be the best show. Yeah. Like everybody's giving this their whole ass, and I f- love it. Yeah, and, and this is why you know having more than one major pro wrestling company in North America is necessary. Okay. We need this kind of energy in pro wrestling right now. We need multiple companies around. We need to have multiple people shining in different promotions. Absolutely. Because that's what makes this work. Okay, that's what makes this so much better. And I really feel like if you're rooting for one of these companies to fail, you are an idiot as a wrestling fan. You are, you you're doing the rest of wrestling at a service. Yeah, yeah you should not be doing this. Okay. You shouldn't be a wrestling fan at all if you want somebody to fail. You may yeah. not like a certain promotion, but these are necessary for pro wrestling to move forward the way it's moving forward right now. Yeah, absolutely. We... And I mean, it's only going to get better because also we have, what, WWE moving into Japan to do a show. You have New yeah. Japan talking about they're going to start opening shows in Europe. Like wrestling is going, going worldwide. They're going wrestling is going worldwide and it's only going to get it's going better global again. Like, yeah, they're doing France. They're doing Australia. New Japan's talking about Europe shows now. And I'm like, just all in, in London again. Just give it to me. Just give me this world of wrestling. <laughs> like you're, you're almost getting you're almost getting the world wrestling cinematic universe. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I got nothing else left to talk about. Just watch wrestling, like just watch, watch it right yeah. now. It's like just watch it, watch anything. What whatever your favorite promotion is, just watch it. It's it's great. It's in a good spot. There are your faves are in there somewhere, and they're doing good stuff. Absolutely. Ignore the online trolls. They don't know what they're talking about. Go watch wrestling. 
it is going global and it is in an incredible place right now. Every, Please just go watch your favorite promotion. I I also have like one more thing that I want to talk about is every time they get the shot, uh, like people take pictures at events, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they there's the always hard, someone who takes one the hard of the cam. hard cam side, and and they're just like, oh man, look at the attendance. I wouldn't want to work here. I'm like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I do think there is something to be said that maybe AEW can run smaller venues. Like they know that sure. their atten- they know that their attendance is smaller. So I think just running smaller, tighter venues would be good for them in the current run. I mean, I know that they're having a good revenue stream come in. I don't know what the profit margin on that is. That was the report that they grossed like a ton of money this year. But we don't know what the actual profit is. Uh, I mean, you're never going to fill up a bunch of these arenas for house shows. Or not house shows, but the you're not... That was a big special event, but like your normal... Dynamite is never going to fill a full stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just that's just the nature of it. And am I upset about it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I believe that they deserve more viewers like they, it is a great wrestling show. But I think people's preconceptions of what their promotion favorite is, you know, is just. They're not going to watch another wrestling show because it's not their show. Yeah. And you're missing out on a ton of good fucking wrestling. Even if you hate guys like John Moxley because, you know, he's a plumber as fucking Cornette calls him and he does too much bleeding, that shouldn't stop you from watching Danielson or Top Flight or, you know, any of these younger guys who are just new to this scene, you know? You're doing a disservice to the next generation by not appreciating what they're doing and hating on the guys who jump ship, quote-unquote. So, yeah, I'm excited to talk about uh, wrestling for the next few years with you guys. <laughs> wrestling's in a good yeah. wrestling's in a good spot. Feels 1998, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go overboard. That that tribalism was wild in 1998. If you don't yeah, remember that, have no idea. Yeah, it feels pre Vince Russo. I'll say that. <laughs> like, there we go. I'll, I'll I'll accept that. But uh, yeah. So the next episode for this show uh will be our breakdown of world's end which will be at the end of december probably the first week of january uh deck and i will be back tomorrow well at our time we'll tomorrow 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 so you guys will get that episode probably saturday now you have to do it saturday yep yeah so you set yourself up you're watching this on friday there should be an episode on saturday <laughs> there you go uh I keep dating these episodes. I'm sorry. You <laughs> truly do. But uh, yeah, so we'll have an episode first week of January, and then we'll have our Royal Rumble episode. So I'm going to make a list of the order of people coming out. That's all I'm going to do for the Royal Rumble. The order who comes out and who wins and any spots that I like, because yeah. it, I, the Royal Rumble is one of those matches where it's like, fuck, I can't keep track of all this. <laughs> it's like, well, we tried to we tried to keep track of the that old Royal Rumble, right? It didn't, it didn't well that was well. easy because it was just a lot of guys not doing a lot <laughs> it's like uh oh there's yeah. Texas Tornado oh there he goes yeah there's Macho Man cracking the hell out of Ultimate Warrior I think honestly I think out of that whole pay-per-view that is what really sold that pay-per-view for me that was probably my yeah. favorite moment because I know the aftermath of it and how much it fucked with their plans <laughs> yep oh, fantastic but yeah, 
Uh, hope you guys have a good holiday season since you won't see us uh, until after the new year. Hope you have a good Christmas, a good new year. Be careful out there. And we'll see you guys then. So happy bye. new year, guys. Yep. Don't drink yeah. and drive. Stay safe. We'll see you all later. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Squared Triangle. Find us wherever you get your podcasts under the Without Context Podcast. Find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at WC Network.